What up, everybody? You rocking with the speech guy, Tony Asar, A-S-A-R, and you know I'm still rocking with my main man, the professor, the super duper, Mm -hmm. uber producer, that's what he says, podcast poppy, self-titled, Earl Ferris. Oh, that was deep. <laughs> the baritone right there. I did. I dig, dig. I did. I, like I dug for that one. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, you know, I can't just let you give me the the, the whole crazy intro and I don't give you one. Oh, hit me with it. It's the man who almost took on all of OVO. I did. I did. He's had so many jobs. He might have even worked at a rodeo. He's trying to get his body right for Bad Bitch Summer. Check his portfolio. Oh. <laughs> it's the one known as Tony Asaha. Oh. <laughs> y'all can ghostwrite for all you MCs out here in the IELA area. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all need Earl Fields ghostwriting. You feel me? My man with the freshness. <laughs> How was your week, baby? Week was good, man. Week was good. Uh, I just got back. Well, today I just got back from a party I was at earlier. Okay. Listen to a band to play. It's okay. amazing how, you know, in California, well, I'm gonna say Southern California, uh, a banda can. There's no volume control for a banda. No, no, nah, no, nah. You can break all decibels, <laughs> all, decibels. all neighborhood decibels. And you won't see no neighbors come out and complain or nothing like that. No, they will enjoy play some Jay Z in the car a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> Cops rolling it real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I, uh, Went to a party earlier today, you know, family birthday party. That was cool. Okay. Free bitch. I got the tattoo. You see? Earl got new ink. It's not done yet, obviously. It's just a it's just an outline. But uh What you what tell tell the people what it is for the ones listening. What, what, what? that's Boo. Okay. That's Mario and that's okay. Toad. Okay. And it's see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Okay. That's why you got Boo with his eyes crossed out. Mario with his covering his ears and toe covering his mouth. But Earl needs some color in that. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm you wasting good light skin with not putting no color in that tattoo, my G. So, I, so this is, this is this is what I'll be having the reds and the purples right now. <laughs> this this is what happened. Because this, <laughs> if you see this, how long you think this should have took? It's the outline. I would say about an hour and a half. Okay, I was there for about three hours because I almost I, I didn't almost I passed out. But see, this you is what this is what happened. This is what happened. I was good. Like, I I do what I wanted. You know, and my girl was tattooing. You yeah. Know? So I went to her shop to give me the tattoo. And she started with Toad's arm. And I was good, like, for like five minutes. Yeah. Gravy. <laughs> and then I happened to just laser focus on... <laughs> The needle going in and out of my skin, because it's not the pain that gets me. It's, it's <laughs> the needle going in and out of my skin. So, like, focus on that, and I was like, "Ooh, shit, lightheaded." <laughs> I started sitting there in the chair, a little lightheaded. A girl was like, "Your lips is turning white. You cool?" I was like, "Yeah, I, mean, I need to go lay down." <laughs> so I laid down. I was like, then I was like, "I got a shit." <laughs> right? She was like, "You giving me all the signs that you about to pass out." I was like, "No, no, I just go to the bathroom real quick." I'd be cool. And I got up, I took about three steps, and then I all everything went black, and I felt myself <laughs> run into somebody. And then I got they were sitting me down in the chair. When I woke back up, I had people looking at me and shit. <laughs> the people that were getting a tattoo way down. <laughs> I'm sitting there, eyes all bucked. <laughs> Apparently the person I ran into thought I was wanting to fight him because I guess when I was like 
passing out. My eyes were all bucked. So when I bumped into him, he looked at me. We made eye contact, but I don't remember none of that. And so he like squared up on me. But then he realized what was going down when I was falling. He's like, he caught me, put me to the chair. I went and took a shit, came back, called my sister, got a fan, put a DVD on. And then that was great. <laughs> <laughs> he got the TLC package yes, real quick. Yes. I need ultimate distraction. That's what I realized when I'm getting the tattoo. I need some chicken noodle soup or Sprite. Because <laughs> it's not the pain. I can take the pain, but if you let have you focused on that needle going in my arm. So what made you want to get a tattoo now though? Uh, you know, I've always wanted a tattoo. I mean, I have a couple other tattoos, one on my ankle. I've always kind of wanted tattoos, but um never really took that plunge, mm -hmm. but man, I'm getting older and it's like, I'm gonna start doing the things that I really want to do without the thought of parents' judgments or, you know, oh, things yeah. of that mad of that magnitude. That and then plus my girl's tattooing now. So, it, you know, for me to show my ultimate support, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you parts of my skin to let you um, to practice and get your get your workout in. So. And what's she tattooing up? It's called Boulevard Inc. Boulevard, Boulevard Inc. Inc. off of Mission, yes. Mm. So if y'all need tattoos, for my girl too, because we need that. We need that cheddar. Uh, go down uh, to Boulevard, a tattoo or tat Boulevard Inc. and get a tattoo by her. But and ask for who? Valerie. Oh yeah. Get, get those plugs. So yeah, I man. like the whole thing we got going on because, like, show them, man. You got the whole press play. Oh yeah, yeah, this is gonna be my creative arm, bro. That's like, this is the arm I do all my creations out of. So when I draw and do all my stuff out of, so it's like this is gonna be creative arm. So once it's done, it's gonna be a lot of. Fun and creativity going on. That's my creative arm too. I create babies with that arm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out I how that works babies. later. <laughs> we'll figure out how this arm <laughs> creates babies. We'll figure that one out later. <laughs> how you doing, man? How was your week? Man, my week was cool. Uh, so as you already know, I started driving. So, well, oh, okay. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing yeah. the training. They're not okay. letting me drive just yet. Okay. Like, I'm still, you know, just the passenger in the seat, just okay. watching. But started driving, and oh my God, why haven't I been doing this the whole entire time? Like just driving? Just driving. I, I drive to warehouses, and then I get out. They come mm -hmm. with their little forklifts. Mm -hmm. They come, they take the pallet out. <laughs> I close my trailer back. I would like, sign here. They uh, sign, and then I leave. And then nobody's bothering no you, No one right? bothers me, man. I'm bumping whatever music I want to listen to all day. I okay. could eat in the car. Like, I'm jamming. Okay. I can't wait to get rid of my coach. Because <laughs> when I get in that car by myself. Oh, it's going to be bad <laughs> intentions so... going on in the... <laughs> But congratulations, man. Thank congrats. you, YG. Congrats. I know you've been making moves the last couple months to Just, really transition into that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That so, part. Uh, I'm happy for you, man. Thanks, man. Like, yeah, that's that's fire. And my son got his butt whooped in track. Oh, I thought you were handing down discipline until you oh. said track. <laughs> <laughs> he got his butt whooped in track. I, I whooped my son's band. No. So, so what was he like? Was it like a all stars type yeah. meet? Okay. So pretty much the type of he he's in a, a the L.A. Jets uh, league or oh, I mean, a track, so it's pretty. Jets? Yeah, well, no, <laughs> these ones okay. actually win because okay. okay. this is pretty much like the Junior Olympics mm -hmm. type division of. So these kids care, mm -hmm. and so my son never really thought he always had to compete because he was always the tallest or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know, trying not to compete. Yeah, show up on a day of track meet, last place. No smoke. You said butt whooped. 
Dusted. I wasn't envisioning last place. Dusted. <laughs> How did he feel coming back to see his dad? Oh, was... it was the greatest thing to see. <laughs> he was so crushed. That was great? His little heart was crushed. Uh-huh. He was, and I was like, why are your head down? Mm. And he was like, they gave me a ribbon for last place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, don't you think you deserve last place? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no. I was like, well, did, did you run as hard as the other kids? Mm-hmm. When you're at practice, are you practicing as hard okay. as the other kids? Okay, well, we're looking into Tony right. right here. You know, okay. like, and when then, like, doing the track meet, because track is fun, yeah. you know, because you get to run around and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I was, I kept telling him, I was like, hey, you need to just drink water, sit down, mm-hmm. stretch. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing none of that. Mm-hmm. He was eating candy, running around with his friends. I was like, okay, man. It's going to catch up to I, you. I let him be a kid. Okay. And so when it popped up and he was feeling bad, I was just like, what are you going to do to make sure you don't feel like this anymore? I was like, because it don't feel good, huh? <laughs> I'm not going to come tell you how I feel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're very supportive. <laughs> what what event was it? Like 100 or 200? Yeah, I put him in 100. Oh, I put him okay. in 100. Okay. And, and next one, he's got to do the 400, the 800, and the 100. I put him in 100. I put okay. him in 100 because... I knew. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time for a little humility. Yeah, yeah. You gonna, and then it was a packed out bleacher. Like I remember that track field. <laughs> when you get dusted in track, and you gotta walk back. <laughs> walk back to who you came from. Like, oh, 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 oh. Everybody watching, and they gave him a ribbon for last place. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I like that. I like the no ribbon. That's what I like. No, no, no. Give them, let them know they got last. Oh, let them okay, know. okay. Remind them that. You know what I did? What's you know that? what I did with that last place? Don't tell me you framed it and put I it did. on the wall. Oh, I did. I took it. I put it on a piece of paper. And then I just wrote three questions. Uh-huh. What do we do not to do this again? Mm. How do you, you know, how yeah, do you yeah, feel? Yeah. It was like, do you want to keep coming in last? Mm-hmm. And it's up okay. on his bedroom wall. It, I know, I know, I know. I know it sounds like it's some mean stuff. I don't think it's mean. I think that you yeah. you you were very um, straightforward, like no sugarcoating. Yeah, man. Which I think a lot of kids in, especially today's society, needs a little less sugarcoating, a little bit more direct talking to. You that know part, what I mean? you know, real realism. Like, yo, man, like you, if you don't apply yourself. This is the ribbons you're going to keep getting. <laughs> we can have a whole mantle of A-place ribbons. Or you can show the growth. <laughs> what you what you want to do? What you want to do? What you want to do? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, little 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 Tony out there running, getting tracked. I know it's crazy seeing you, you a little you running out there, though. Dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I was very proud. I'm sure. I, I was Even very proud. Even if it was proud. last Friday, you just him out there... Ready. Just seeing, yeah. yeah. I was still very proud. And, and you know, he had his little track outfit. And then, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about when I was in track. I was like, oh, man. What was your event in track? It was a 400, 4x4, four four, the 4x1, four and long jump and high jump. Okay. Outside of the high jump, I think it was pretty much the similar when I when I ran track, did you do shot shit. put? You I did a hundred too. No, I didn't know shot put. Man, because you got that strong arm. I, I know, but you <laughs> see the way they had to do it. <laughs> they gotta run around and put it next to They, nah, I was like, that's just too awkward. Even when I did the uh, the triple jump, I tried that. You did triple jump. I tried that. Okay, but I didn't do the event. <laughs> we were practicing. I tried the triple jump. Yeah, and it was just a little awkward. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. Say long jump, I was cool with, but. 
until I got to meets and I realized like I don't really got the hops like a lot of these other guys. Oh do. yeah, yeah. High jump, like kids were doing like six, seven, six, eight. Yeah, yeah. I got up to six one. I was like, nah. you know what, this ain't mine. Nah, my and, brother, my brother and brother was a hundred and the four by one. Yeah. Oh, relays were fun. Yeah. yeah. I love relays because that's when you got to talk mess to everybody. <laughs> you be like, good luck, good luck. Good, good exactly, luck. exactly. And then they tell you good luck, you be like, no, good skill. <laughs> <laughs> what was your leg of the four by one? Uh, Just... uh, I was always third. Four by one and four by four. Because okay. Okay. the four by one, I love eating that corner. Yeah. Oh, you look, boom, the, the hit that. Yeah. Come out the tunnel. See, I was, I was usually... Second or third. I think I was usually second or third. I was hitting the straight sometimes. No, it was always the the round. No, straight around. I'm tripping. Okay. It starts off going around, right? Yeah. It's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long <laughs> since I ran anything, let alone track. But uh all right, well man. Shout out to little little little, little Tony. Tony, you trying, you trying. <laughs> no, but talking about sports, my G. Uh segue. Uh check this out. You remember Herschel Walker? Yes, I do. What you call it? He's he's running for governor. For where? Is it Georgia? It is Georgia? He's running, he's running for, for governor. governor. Okay, in Georgia. Wasn't he just MMA fighting? Uh, Herschel Walker actually has quite a few things going <laughs> yeah, on. Like Herschel Walker, he's running for governor now. He's running for governor. No, not governor. What is it? Oh, he's running for senator. senator. Yeah, he's running for Senate. He's now, running for Senate. Now, educate me. Which one is more, uh, <laughs> which one is, uh, I guess I would say. Senate. Quick thing. Doesn't Herschel Walker suffer from, uh, what what is it called? I don't know. What is it called? He suffers. Multiple personality, personality disorder? disorder. Yeah, also, yeah, multiple, yeah. Uh, uh Shout out to Lee. When did uh, this happen? Dissociative, <laughs> yeah. Dissociative identity disorder, once known as multiple personality. So now it's called disassociative, dis whatever I just said. <laughs> we got what you're saying. Disassociative okay. personality English, disorder. I got you. Hold up. Yeah. So. So. We have Herschel Walker, ex-football player <laughs> yes. who might have CTE. Ex-fighter who might have CTE. CTE. Yes. Is now running for senator who we know for a fact uh, has multiple personality disorder. Yeah. It could have possibly CTE. Yeah. And he's running for Senate? Yeah. He sounds like he's falling right in line in the world of all the other senators. <laughs> <laughs> right in line. Old, brain's all eroding. Damn. Yeah. Well, he he would be the best looking in shape, you know, senator that I guess we would He have. could take his competition. Yes, he would. He that, can. That's my, interesting. My thing is, is like, uh, I know we always do mental health awareness mm -hmm. or whatnot. Mm -hmm. and, and equal opportunity is very important and mm -hmm. whatnot. But <laughs> <laughs> for a position <laughs> that's as important yeah. as, as electoral official. Yeah. Is there a line? I, no, I, I, I do believe there should be a line or some type of qualification threshold or in something. In regards to <laughs> mental health, right? Yeah, because again, equal opportunity is very much something that we should uh, encourage mm -hmm. and we should be behind anybody getting the job, a chance to get any job they want. But I don't want him to go having a vote and he is no longer Herschel that day 
he's like Larry or or Malcolm or something, and then he's like, nah, I'm voting a complete opposite way, or don't even show up because Malcolm getting hoes out here. He don't got time. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds Walker, very touchy, Mister Walker. What are you doing? Who is this, Mister Walker? Walker. <laughs> I'm Malcolm Eddie the third. I get like whoa, wow. Well, I so he's he's running. So he's, he's not running. he's not yet in. Yet. He's not yet in because I again anyone essentially anyone can run. Hit us with it, Jam. Well, so he's been trying to run for Senate. It's been in the news since last year. Okay, but what's happened in the past two days is first he was. Uh, fired, aka asked to resign by Biden because he was on the White House Fitness Council as appointed in the Trump administration. So oh. he was as part of this council. Biden asked him to resign. And then yesterday he was at a Trump rally and he uh, was against critical race theory. And he said that, uh, I don't understand. I mean, he's, I don't have the quote, but he basically- the, Why are they teaching it? Why are they teaching it? But he called it CTR. He's like, CTR, critical race theory. Sounds like Herschel Walker's other multiple personality is Karen. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I mean, how many both personalities do we got to rein in right here? We got Karen, Malcolm Teddy, Jamal the Third. Then we got Herschel. Fuck, he sounds like a good time though. Like I would want to kick it with Herschel just that to part. find that out. I'll do acid trip with Herschel and just watch him. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was still very clear of him off my acid trip. I'm like, go ahead, man. Do your thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, well, I got something else real quick in sports, too. Hit us with it. I just saw this today. So this is like breaking news. So you remember with the Broncos wide receiver, uh, Demarius Thomas? Yeah. Remember how he uh, died a couple months ago? He was found dead inside of his house? Yeah. Well, a story came out today where... A lot of his memorabilia that he had in there has been getting sold on eBay, right? Like he had a a, a signed Tom Brady jersey. Oh, he had um, that personal stuff, just personal stuff that game. he had, right? And and it's been going on for months, but I guess they recently the story just came up because they found somebody trespassing on his property. I guess a neighbor or somebody had called and saw somebody trespassing, and it happened to be somebody who was an assistant to to Demarius Thomas at the time. This is somebody who claims to have worked with Demarius Thomas for a very long oh. time, very close to him. And now all of a sudden his stuff is not only coming up missing, but being sold yeah. for money. Um, so he, they haven't, uh, you know, charged him with anything yet. This guy, I, I want to get- Because they it. can't have it. Well, they, yeah, they're still trying to figure out- How to prove How to prove him. that it's this person or who it might be who's taking up this stuff out of Demarius Thomas's house. Yeah. But- it's just sad. Man, I was talking to talking to Scoop's wife yesterday. Mm -hmm. I went to another party, party, party yesterday. And we were talking about just death, man, and how crazy when when death happens, all the leeches and all the all the uh, hanger-ons yeah. and yeah. The manipulators yeah. and all those type of people just yeah. come out of nowhere and start to try to insert themselves to either get something from the dead person or get something from the dead person's family or to reap some type of benefit. Dude. And... I hope, just for this guy's sake, that it's not him. Maybe somebody just broke in and stole this stuff. But if it is this person who has been the closest person to Demarius Thomas, and after he dies, dies. You, you decide to just start taking this stuff and selling it? Well, you know, true colors always show. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, that's something my mama told colors. me years ago. Always show. Years ago. And yeah, he was an assistant, but you gotta think the nervous time is gone. Mm-hmm. So he he was probably used to a quality of life that mm-hmm. is probably no longer accessible. Yeah, because Maris isn't paying, you know, he's not out there making money yeah. in the football world to pay for your salary. So now you feel probably entitled to go into his house and to take his stuff. Because, you know, people will come up with anything to rationalize their behavior. Yeah, right. I was working for five years yeah. and I had to go get the coffee. I, I, I deserve this. Or not even just that. I had conversations with Demarius two, three years ago that if he ever died, he uh-huh. would give me this. On, on, on some wild trip smoking blunts. That's what makes me just really want to get my shit together. You know what I'm saying? So when I pass away, everything is in writing. Yeah. You know you're not touching this. <laughs> this goes to this person. That part. This goes to that person because you end up having your shit everywhere. Dude, you know what I'm saying? And anyone could come. It gives you the opportunity for anyone from any time period of your life to just, just come pop here. up. You be like, hey, he owed me this. Just pop up. Also, we got. We got the the white hands back there. For Sean Jones made an eBay eBay account called Shono Five One Hundred One. Shono Five One Hundred One. Sean Jones. Sean Jones made an eBay account named Sean Joe. He put his name in the eBay account, and so, so he snitched on himself. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is a just story that just broke today, so this is wow. developing news. But this person pretty much wow. you gotta do some dirty shit and he put your own name in the username. That's like that kid. What two years ago? That was part of the sneakers app scandal, whose mom worked yes. at, at Nike. <laughs> and he's out here just slanging and Nike's shoes on. St- like, like undercover, but he was he's mad because he didn't get any credit. So, yeah. so he told on himself. <laughs> he's like, yo, I'm stealing from Nike. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom's kind of in on it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's it's a sad and unfortunate story, but I, you know, the more information that develops the more I hope that whoever is selling this shit which I guess is Shonjo <laughs> uh, I hope they get you know the maximum penalty whatever that is and that's just like goes on to further say like it's kind of sad how a lot of these celebrities and mm-hmm. athletes really don't have a tight knit circle around them no like, no no not at all no like, a lot of I, I can't say a majority because I don't be around these niggas like that but I can only True. assume how, how a lot of these people move that a lot of them just have, quote unquote, yes men around them or people that who are just going to, you know, acquiesce to whatever the celebrity or the star is asking for. Like, you can look at Kanye West and people want to say that he has some real people around him, but like, I don't no. think so. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I think for a long period of time, Chris Brown didn't have right people around him. Oh, man. I could look at Chris Brown and tell he ain't never had the right person. You know what I mean? Him. Like, I think Soldier Boy... Just now got not just now, but I think maybe early on he didn't have the right people around him. But he's also young. Yeah, you know he's older now, and you can tell he's he's actually he he doesn't he he a lot of the stuff that Soldier Boy's in the news for is just him talking. You know, yeah. it's not like he's doing a lot of music and craziness, or he's getting into sticky situations. Yeah, but when you get into sticky situations, it, it really highlights who's in your life and how who's able to shield you from that kind of stuff. And yeah, who's properly taking care of you because yeah, uh, like. Like Denzel, Jay Z, those people don't really be in scandals like that. Hell no! Like Jay Z, what was the worst thing? That elevator? The yes, the, that the was a- elevator that might kick. Be, that might be Jay Z's worst. I can't really off, think of off the the mic incident. Yeah, is 
that you really Catching got glimpses of. Or getting a fake brought to you in yeah. the elevator by yeah. Solange. Solange was like, cha-cha-cha-cha, <laughs> chungli, chungli. And Beyonce was like, oh, I told it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce was like, hmm. <laughs> Anybody got some lemonade? <laughs> Anybody have any lemonade to drink? <laughs> you guys don't remember when Jay-Z stabbed that dude? Oh, un? Well, that was like, he had to get his stripes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jay Z. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he had to get his stripes. So is the Solange thing worse than the stabbing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you forgot about the stabbing. <laughs> nah, you know, nah, I, I did, but that was like young, younger Jay Z. Yeah, that was young. That was that was, was Hove. 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 But staying in hip hop, man. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of it's it's been cracking in this past week, you know. A lot of interesting uh, storylines going on in hip hop the last week. Well, since we're talking about OGs, we got to talk about Bow Wow and what he's talking about. Okay, let's talk about Shad Moss. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Shad. So, what's he in the news for? So, every so often, I feel like uh, he's like in the mirror and looks at himself and really assesses his career and then gets upset and then goes to, goes to the phone and starts <laughs> blaming everybody else for shit. Uh, but so he was having a Q&A on Twitter, mm-hmm. right, with a lot of his fans. Yeah. So his fans ask him many types of questions. So they start asking him what his favorite album is. And he's like, none of them shits. <laughs> They're all mid, right? And so the people, the fans start saying, no, how about this album, that album? And he's just like, no, they're all mid. And and then he further goes on to say that, you know, he um, wishes he never signed with anybody but Snoop. He wishes he would have stayed with Snoop in the Dog Pound mm. and not worked with JD. And people were, you know, tweeting him back saying, well, you and JD have great work chemistry. Yeah. And he was saying, no, we don't. That man doesn't do anything for me. This is out of Shad's mouth. That man doesn't do much for me. doesn't give me good advice. Uh, we don't have good work chemistry. Um, and none of the music I've made has been good. Yeah. Now, um, that's pretty much all that in a nutshell. Well, <laughs> now, do you remember? Uh, it was like, I think it was on BET. Bow Wow had a, a documentary series that the camera crew was following him. And I think yes, it was like, that sounds a, very familiar. You know? Yeah. yeah. And there was moments from that that you could tell. Him and JD didn't really mess with each other like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. because he was he would have like these constant segments in the studio where he's talking to JD and JD just pretend he don't hear him. <laughs> Which I'm just, sure he did that. Just sitting, quite a just bit. sitting at the dashboard, <laughs> and but Bow Wow would be like really next to him, talk to him, asking him like, "Yo, trying to get some studio time? We're gonna do all yeah, this." Yeah. JD just <laughs> so I do I do believe that part. Yeah. I do I do believe that part, and he probably don't he probably don't really own. Much of that music. Who, uh, Bow Wow? Yeah. No, oh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't own most of it. He, doesn't, he gets maybe 0.5% of whatever the streaming yeah. is on, on his music. Because I don't think he's getting songwriter. He He's not getting songwriter credits, right? Did Bow Wow write any of that? No, that's the Brat. The Brat, T.I., Jaquan. That's the Brat. The Brat is eating. She's eating off the checks. That's the Brat. The Brat actually looks good. She married now. Yes, Got yes. a whole new wife, whole new like, life. How's she staying alive? <laughs> Bow Wow's look. <laughs> we playing basketball song? Shit. <laughs> we playing basketball. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, I, I, I personally think that, again, it's just a moment where Maybe Bow's a little drunk of because I saw he did an interview on 
Rory Amal's podcast mm-hmm. a few months back. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be with just JD. Okay. Mind you, it was supposed to be just with JD. I watched the entire episode. Yeah. About 40 minutes is just JD. And then Bow Wow calls JD and says, You in the studio? And JD's like, I'm doing a I'm doing an interview. And he's like, I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up. And he pulls up to yeah. the to the pod. And just watching that dynamic, a lot of JD just what looking at Bow, just being yeah. Bow. I can tell they they have a love for each other, but I also can tell that Bow Wow is insecure about his own career. And so, and I think JD knows that. Oh. Because nobody gives a damn about what Bow Wow has to rap about today. Or yesterday, or three years, four years ago. Ever it's been, since it's ever Shorty s- like mine. You wouldn't right? care. So I think he does a lot of posturing and a lot of like, but I can tell he's very insecure about his, cause like you can't tell me, let me hold you. Like that was fire. <laughs> <laughs> All let me day, hold though. you tight. Like whatever that shit was. Yeah. Like uh, he, he made some good music, especially for our time. Like yeah. I was with me and Shot at the same age. Like, so when he was 15, I was 15. I was rocking with the the Like Mike soundtrack and shit like that. Like, Dude, Like Mike was a fire movie, too. Yes, yes. I was about fire, but it was... Man, I saw it, it in theaters. It was fire. <laughs> no, in theaters when we were 15, it, it was, was fire. fire. It, was it was fire. fire. I was there. He flew from half court and dunked. And I was like, I need those shoes. <laughs> and then when he found him and his little white homie got adopted, it yeah, was the greatest thing yeah. ever. I was little, like, little EYE. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you could blank that out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's what I get from it. Like when I see Bow Wow do things like that, I'm just like, he's he seems to be very insecure about his spot in hip hop. Maybe he doesn't feel like he gets the credit he deserves. But when he did the verses, it seemed like all of hip hop showed out and gave him his flowers. Like that, yeah, he did the verses with Soldier Boy. Yeah. Soldier Boy, you know, was Soldier Boy, but Bow Wow still watched him in the verses because oh, yeah. he just has way more hits. So, did Soldier Boy do the same song three times, just different six, like Five, six times. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is the remix with somebody else. <laughs> like, he kept bringing the same song over. And Shad didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, but he just had these moments where don't call me Bow Wow, call me Shad. Yeah. Don't call me Little Bow Wow, call me Bow Wow. Yeah. Don't, you know, now I'm an actor. He wanted to be Will Smith so bad. And it's like, bro, you're five foot six. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not going to be a movie star like that. That part. But it's so many other things you've contributed to the culture that you, I would think he would be very much more secure in his spot than it, what he seems like. That part. But it's probably it's probably hard for him, especially with the younger generation. Seeing the younger generation get so much love. And you got to think about it. I'm not going to say Bow Wow fell off, but his... <laughs> His relevancy in the culture, uh-huh. especially being young, yeah, fell off too young. Yeah, yeah. And being forced to grow alongside of that, mm-hmm. especially the young culture that's mm-hmm. growing with him. And for whatever reason, I guess he is pretty much coattail in the little Bow Wow area. He's not finding any type of success. Mm-hmm. Like Eminem was able to take off for years, come back. Mm-hmm. Find success. Gucci Mane, rested, mm-hmm. fell off. Well, not fall off. He was just, you know, in jail, yeah. came back, yeah. back success. So, yeah. but it's like, even Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy was able to find a new type of hit to resonate mm-hmm. with this newer mm-hmm. hip hop generation after he quote unquote fell off. Yeah. I could see how the insecurity is coming because that error, what, like it was mega. 
Yes, it was. I can't, I can't lie. Bow Wow was it's like the bigger, Elvis Presley. <laughs> There's not a bigger child hip hop star ever. Ever. Like that I could really think of. There that is. When little girls were just crying. Oh, man. I have a sister. Trust. Crying. <laughs> Trust. A little sister. <laughs> Trust. She may not deny, she may deny it now. I know you watch it. You may deny it now. You But who? But the, when, when, oh, when the B2K broke up. Oh, I remember that day. Yeah, it was a it was a sad day in my house. But and when <laughs> when Bow Wow fell off, it was, <laughs> it was a sad like year. <laughs> but here's the thing: as big as Big Two K was, they still weren't as big as Bow Wow. No, Big Two K went on tour with Bow Wow. Bow yeah. Wow brought all them on tour. Chris he was Brown, the pandemonium. Yeah, he was. Bow Wow what, was the pandemonium. What was the name of that tour? It was the pandemonium tour. No, was it that called, was it called? Pandemonium? I think it was called pandemonium. It was the Pandemonium okay. Tour. It was Bow Wow, uh, Chris Brown, Chris B2K, Brown, B2K. And it was like I think and, IMX or Marcus Houston. No, no, it was, I think it was Diddy's Boys. Oh, you remember? Remember those? Took you remember? Remember yeah. those little light skinned Jackson Five wannabe? Oh, uh, B Five. Yeah, I think so. You talk about the little kid who was the lead singer, and then they had like his twenty-eight-year-old hey. brother in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they, they also had the Scream Tour and the Millennium That's what Tour. I'm thinking oh, of the oh, Scream okay. Tour, okay. Scream Tour, Millennium Tour. Tour. And maybe maybe pandemonium, oh, maybe something else. But I do remember the Scream Tour because I remember my sister got tickets to the Scream Tour, and it was around that time. But when Chris those Brown was were the soakest concerts in history. I really actually low key wanted to go. Yes, the soakest. Soakest use. That was that was just yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what that okay, sounds. Okay, so I'm let my like, mind run wild on that one right there. So. Dope because we're too old to see. We're too old for that. Oh, so you're right. You're right. You're right. We wait. But there too was old. some soaking. Oh, going okay, on. Okay, at those cars. It wasn't the scream tour. It was the slip and slide tour. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Super oh. Soaker 2001. That's what <laughs> that was. They couldn't control it. <laughs> I think, I think if Bow Wow would have just really instead of trying to be the next Will Smith, yeah, if he would have tried to be the next LL Cool J, I think he would have had a yeah. better chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, make music strictly for the ladies. Try to get yourself yourself swole. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And try to be for the ladies, and he might have because you know Drake's done that. You know, little uh, little Uzi done that, and and Bow Wow taller than little Uzi. Yeah, right. Like Bow Wow could have been that dude where he's like, that's the guy with the lady hits, you know what I'm saying? But that he part. tried too hard to be like T.I. And we all remember that period. Yeah. Well, because T.I. did write some of them. Yeah, but it was like, dude, why are you talking like that? Yeah. <laughs> when he was walking around holding his yeah, pants. Right. You and ain't was, right. Yeah, and he was like, oh, I'm from the, from the A. And then at one point, he was from L.A. And then at one point, he was from Cleveland, which is where he's really from. And then at I one know. point, he was from New York. Like that. Yeah, he... the. Insecure, bro. He needs to hang out with Herschel Walker, and they both need to figure out who they're oh, gonna be that day. <laughs> so we got two people at the hangout. Herschel, about. let's see if we had any more people to this to this hangout. Well, they had Kanye's strategy meeting because I guess he's gonna go for presidency. <laughs> oh man! So hey, my my, I wanted to say my blessings to Bow. You know, yeah. I hope that you get over this. Uh, insecurity uh, situation and just yeah. really embrace who you are in this culture which is a legend a legend a goal a, a whole ass legend I wish I could have been 12, 13, 14 when you was 12, 13, 14 I mean I was 12 I could <laughs> I I say you was I wish I could I, I could switch out 
Because I was at junior high doing junior high stuff, but man, you was like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, because I, I would see Lil Bow Wow, I just knew. I was like, he's getting all the hugs in the world right now. Yeah, he was. He was. He's getting all the hugs and side hugs. I tried to get cornrows for like a week because of, of Bow Wow. You influenced me to get cornrows. <sighs> I look stupid as hell, and I have tender headed. I'm so glad I don't have so no pictures. I couldn't pictures even do it. I kept braids. doing this, and I look like my sister. And I just didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I had those braids that didn't even connect to the back because I wanted to braid it so fast. They stopped uh, like right here. What <laughs> time? So when I was going through my braid process, they had I didn't really have much hair, but I really wanted braids. Same so <laughs> my cousin wrapped it so tight that my skin was just bubbling right here because it was so tight. And everybody was calling me Pinhead <laughs> because, of, because of how they were sectioned but swollen uh, at the same time. <laughs> oh, I had that 2K package 17 braids. That's what I had. Oh. My shit stopped right here. It's looking like an NBA live graphic. Yeah, that lasted about two, three days. I took them things out. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Shout out to Bow Shout out to Bow Shout out to Bow But let's stay in hip-hop because there's a lot more going on, especially with Grammy Weekend approaching. Yes, which I'm not really paying attention to, but there's a lot of stuff going on around it. Yeah. Um. Well, shit, you set it up. Oh, no. What is it? Jay Prince recently called on the likes of Quavo, Nicki Mirage, Nicki Mirage, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> That's my point of search. No, but <laughs> Nicki Minaj, uh, Drake, and all to essentially boycott the Grammys, mm-hmm. which... Almost every artist eventually calls for it throughout the history of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because understandably, <laughs> Macklemore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that year was a dark yeah. year. Oh, that was but, a dark year. You know, and so he's saying instead of, essentially he was saying instead of, you know, everyone attending the Grammys, mm-hmm. let's throw our own uh, concert and whatnot in Vegas and have people show up and show them how big and influential the culture is. Guess what? Nobody's showing up to it. You know why? Because we saw the BET Awards. We saw the Source Awards. We saw the awards that black people had. And when there was a couple skirmishes that happened and people just stopped showing up. Man, what BET Awards is the best, best, best one. No, <laughs> no, it's the best one. But when I got I think I got tired of saying the winner is Beyonce. And her, she says, because she couldn't make it today, she says, yada, 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 yada. Next award, <laughs> Diddy wins for best entrepreneur. And he says, because he couldn't show up today. Da, 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 da. Like, I, I remember watching those award shows and waiting to see people there, and they just didn't show up. That is true. They didn't, A lot they of didn't video phone in. put back in. So I think what Jay Prince is asking for is admirable. But if you just look at history... It's just not gonna work. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Black celebrities on black celebrity CP time. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's a shame because BET could have been a really fire ass award that white people could have really wanted to go to. But we keep wanting to fight and show out and act like the Grammys is excluding us when it's like the shit ain't never been made for us. It, it was never made for us to begin with. That part. So can we stop just like posturing or acting as if like I don't watch the Grammys bro I haven't watched the Grammys in like eight nine years I don't care yeah. I truly don't care yeah. if you truly don't care stop talking about it stop watching it and Jay Prince get with Drake and Nicki Minaj and mm. Quavo actually do it don't make a call out for it but yeah, do it do it that's why I respect what Jay Z is doing y'all can say what you want about him being part of the NFL he's just doing 
Yeah. It, and he's not literally trying to call out for people to support. Like, Jay Prince, boogeyman, make some shit happen, bro. And on <laughs> that note, that's what I was also going to add. It's kind of uh, hypocritical of Jay Prince to even start talking like, oh, the Grammys, they're the new slave masters. The, the rap industry is a slave master. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're literally holding <laughs> the rights to pe- <laughs> to artists' <laughs> works and for the rights for them to hold their own yeah. name yeah. and make money. Yeah, like you're talking about the slave system, but you're you you're, you're an overseer. You're notoriously known <laughs> of being an overseer. You're and an for, overseer. He got Bushwick Bill beat up because Bushwick Bill asked for his money from from the Ghetto Boys. Scarface can't call himself Scarface anymore. He can only go by Face. Yeah, because <laughs> again, yeah. Jay point. Prince point. owns his name and ain't really giving, ain't going to release it. He made Jake. He made Drake put his tail between his legs. Yeah, in an iconic hip hop battle. Yeah, <laughs> you want to tell him, oh, he ain't gonna rap against that because we're above that or whatever the yeah. reason was. Drake listened to Jay Prince. Yeah, so Jay Prince was overseeing that situation, or at least Drake's moves in that situation. That's why it's like kind of weird. He's like, "Hey, your white masters are mean. Hang with me, your black master." <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> and and even okay, so ready me alongside with that whole Grammy thing. Then you got because you know we all know that Kanye. Well, maybe not everybody knows, but Kanye got booted off the Grammys. Like, that's hey, what we, led to the Jay Prince. That's what led boycott. to Jay Prince saying what he's saying. That's what led to Tory Lanez. Oh yeah, coming up with some type of petition to protect black men to, and performing at the Grammys, which sounds like very a, like a selfish move or something. Like because. <laughs> Black men perform at the Grammys. Have you been watching what Kanye's yeah, doing? Yeah. Is, are people watching what Kanye's doing? Why, like, as much as I, I love Kanye, like, Kanye is instrumental in my life when it comes to music, but, like, why would the Grammy sign up for Kanye to come on <laughs> and perform, put a mic in his face, uh-huh. and let him perform when he could say or do, I mean, he's done it before. At, at the Grammys. Swim, at the Grammys. At the Grammys. Why would they do that again? So the petition to me when Tory Lanez came up with a petition to try he got like a thousand people to sign yeah to try to support black men in the industry it seemed like just a a a self-inducing thing like somebody sound like something he wanted for himself yeah because he's still he's still trying to (laughs) shake that bullet hole he put him in (laughs) he's he's definitely trying to shake he's still trying to shake that off of him he was like you know what we all need to stand together (laughs) right guys everybody stand together (laughs) for Kanye and for Tori and all of us with bad hairlines (laughs) (laughs) like I'm not I saw that I tuned that shit out but like it, it it just really you know again goes back to like if y'all really want to do or have an event yeah. that's for the people like really sit there and talk and come up with the money cuz it could be done it can it could be done over and over time you know how many black just nba athletes come from the la area mm-hmm. if they all put their money together they could probably compete with owning the Lakers mm-hmm. or owning a partnership. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about all the Compton musicians throughout the years that mm-hmm. they put their money together, you know, yeah. or, or just that whole LA scene throughout the last 20 to 30 years. Yeah. And it wouldn't be, I, I imagine it wouldn't be much money if you take, you know, the Snoops, the Kendricks, mm-hmm. even the MCAs, the DJ Quicks. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, collectivity, like, if we were to 
join forces a little a little bit more, we wouldn't have to have all these complaints. Yeah. And it's so doable. Yeah. Look at Fashion Nova. That dude, what? He started that like 10 years ago and he already brought a $400 million home. Shit. And and he what did he do? <laughs> I mean, he just paid the shade room some money. Yeah, yeah. Because he bunch knew of influencers some money, and because he knew with their collective dollars yeah. and their collective influence, and, and, they could probably we say up. influence the color too. We'll just we'll highlight that. Nova uh, knew what to do. I'm just right, <laughs> and he knew who to go for. Yeah, yeah. He. Cause those dresses could be went made worn by any woman. I didn't see Ariana Grande with Fashion Nova. He went straight for it. <laughs> I didn't see Amber Rose with Fashion Nova. Maybe she did. I'm, Amber I'm Rose. Just, she she's looked at a little differently by the culture, but I don't know. <laughs> no, I man, I just think that Tory Lanez and Dre Prince need to like go somewhere and relax. Yeah. Like and and really put your words, put your actions behind your words. Stop doing like call outs to other people to get behind you so you can do this demonstration that's going to lead to nowhere. If Jay <laughs> Prince is really about what he's about, give Scarface his name back. <sighs> Let Bun B say of UGK, not just Bun B, but of UGK. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. he can't even do that now. Like, Give cats back their rights to perform. Give them back their art. Give them back their living. If that's really how you feel. So I got a show in Texas coming next month. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just some facts from the white hands real quick. In 2021, the Recording Academy appointed Harvey Mason Jr. as the CEO of the Academy, marking the first black person to hold the position for the Grammys. Uh, there was a white dude who made 1.4 million a year and stepped down in 2019. So I, you know, I guess they're because he was stealing money. He was stealing money. Oh, okay. He must have been another thief. Stealing. I... <laughs> Did you guys know that the that the Grammys are a nonprofit organization? Uh... That makes sense. That's how much. That's why they got the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How convenient, right? This guy steps down. Yeah, right. I no. think all that stuff is convenient. All these. Nonprofit uh, entities, like I mean, even churches are nonprofit. They say, "Yeah, but where my ties going?" But you know what's a non- <laughs> you know what's a nonprofit that ain't shady? What's that? Productive culture. That's oh, why you gotta <laughs> transition. That. I'm just saying, just oh, oh transition. Just saying, if you got an idea for a podcast, you want to get your music, mixtape, any type of sound, if you want a gaming setup, background event, catering, any type of that jazz. You got to come over to Productive Culture right here, yes, baby. Sir. Just saying you could get the cameras, the lights, the the white hands. <laughs> the white hands in the back. <laughs> white hands in the back. <laughs> All that, you know, over here at Productive Culture, baby. Yes, sir. Be sure to tap in. A uh, couple more real quick hip-hop news. Hit me with it. Hit me um, with it. Again, this is a very recent story that's going on, so we don't got to stay on it too much, but Benny the Butcher mm-hmm. versus Freddie Gibbs. Have you been seeing this? Have you been watching this? Kind of exploded today and last night. <laughs> Have you been seeing this? I think Freddie would... I like Benny, Fred, but I'm a Freddie fan. Freddie would watch Benny. In a, if they were just rapping? Yes. I think so. Yes. That's my vote. Yes. That's my vote. Uh, okay, so you know where this all derives yeah. from. Well, yeah, what... Where does that come? What? So, so well, I guess last year, 
there was rumors of them working together, actually. Okay. And then, I, I, to me, it's just a lot of Twitter stuff. So, like, when Freddie Gibbs got, quote, unquote, beat up by Jim Jones, allegedly, not quote, unquote, <laughs> allegedly. I, I, I remember, I remember <laughs> that. I remember got that. Got beat up by Jim Jones and his homies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny the Butcher had, like, uh, posted some laughing emojis on Twitter. Uh, okay. I guess before that they had a little back and forth on Twitter, but I think that's what ignited He's Freddie like, why Gibbs. You, why start... you laugh at me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why you laugh at me? Uh, and so Freddie Gibbs and them just been going back and forth slightly. So today, um, or yesterday, um, Freddie was saying like, "No, Benny, I posted. Why would I? Why would I listen to anybody who begged to be on an album with me once before? Talking mm. about Freddie, and then Freddie was like, "I ain't never begged him." You know, just back yeah, and forth on yeah. Twitter. Um, so you do agree that Freddie would wash him in a, I, I in think a rap, so. run a rap battle. Um, but I, I want to talk about why Freddie Gibbs seems to just become an internet troll now. That, why has that Freddie part. Gibbs... Re- like, Because he's nice. He is. Everybody who, I, who talks about him, who listens to him, says the same thing. He is. Freddie is nice. But from beefing with academics... Yeah, over and over and over and over. He even he even caught pulled up on Joe Rogan. Pulled up. Yeah, you know, uh, have just really resulted at least from from my eye because I don't really pay attention to Freddie like that. I know yeah. his music and I know of him, but he's not somebody I'm going to and looking for. But every time I hear his name, it's associated with with some Twitter bullshit. Yeah, and he's constantly getting kicked off Instagram. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to figure out why he has. I feel like maybe he's. I don't know why he's pivoted his brand that way. That part. That's this is what's confusing to me. Like you're you're a uh, from what I was introduced to you as a hip hop artist who was had them bars. Yes. Really good production. Yes. In the streets. Yes. Humble guy, and Very a guy kind. who didn't have many words. Let the music speak. Yeah. And it seemed like the last three years he's transitioned to somebody who. It's become an internet troll, <laughs> and I'm gonna poke at you and subtweet, and I'm gonna get into a full fledged beef with academics. Which I mean, let's just be honest, academics kind of washed him in that beef. Yeah. Well, if it's just just Twitter beef, uh, but it's just I don't know. I, it's sad to see somebody like Freddie do that because it's hard for people to take your music serious. Like, to well, be honest, I feel like I feel like certain artists. Once they, I don't want to say they plateau, mm-hmm. but once they reach a good general base, mm-hmm. then that's when you start to see like, this is what I really want to do. Yeah, and may, and you know, Freddie, he really wants to be a comedian. <laughs> okay, like a lot, like everyone's <laughs> talking about, everyone's talking about Ti, yeah. and stuff. But uh, Freddie Gibbs, he was he was doing comedy at the comedy store last year. Oh, he was legit doing and comedy. He was hosting, he was hosting uh, uh, events in association. You know the clothing brand Carrots. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, he he has like a little partnership with Carrots. Okay. And throughout that partnership, he was throwing on live comedy mm-hmm. comedy uh, comedy shows over at the comedy store. And some of them he was hosting, and, and you know he 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 wasn't going hard like Ti was doing a whole forty minute spot, but you know he tried to say some he was funny up stuff, there, yeah, yeah, trying to get some jokes off, and then book like other comics and whatnot okay. for for the event. So like how I see it is, he's trying to transition into being this persona, this personality, because again, 
I feel like artists who really have a long-term goal in mind, mm -hmm. they understand that I can't be on this stage rapping forever. True. And True. You know? Like, True. I don't want to be on the stage, stage diving at 44. Yeah, because you end up like Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fact. And so it's like, if if you understand you have a, a good base to where you can sell out in these states and mm -hmm. you can probably go overseas and sell off here mm -hmm. and they follow your brand everywhere, it makes more sense to transition into some type of persona mm -hmm. than it is to stay strictly, you know, the, the musician Freddie Gibbs. Mm. Because now you're, you're you're getting people to buy, because then people aren't just looking for your next album; they're looking for you. So, you, so do you feel like he's plateaued? I don't. I wouldn't say plateaued. I think every artist, to some extent, no matter what amount of fame they get, you're going you're going to achieve a certain amount of fan base. Mm -hmm. No one gets everything. Mm -hmm. Like I'll say, Kevin Hart. He tapped out and he reached his maximum family. It's a grand, it's a grand, it's a grand yeah, white so family yeah, exactly. that's going to support him. But he's but not growing no more. I don't think I don't really see him willing in a whole new million type yeah. of followers yeah, or not. Yeah, his yeah. his forty five million he got that's rocking with him. That's going to be his forty five million. Yeah, maybe yeah. over time he might get a resurgent. That's when you see celebrities they seem like they fall back, but then they get a resurgence. Mm -hmm. so, you know, mm -hmm. he might get one of those, but I don't see him. You know, you know, just 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 keep doing it. Mm -hmm. as, as far as that's why even you see him transitioning to podcasting, and he's not doing as many films anymore. He's mm -hmm. producing the films. Mm -hmm. He's not doing as many comedy tours anymore. He's, he's producing, producing the comedy yeah, tours. Yeah. And you the can't be on that stage. You can't be on that stage forever. And so it's like when your run is over, mm -hmm. you just say you you bow out gracefully, and then you got to find. Your your thing that you gotta find what Snoop has been able to do, how to coast once your run is over. Mm -hmm. Cause Snoop's run's been over for a minute, but his relevancy will never fade. Nah, nah. <laughs> Till the and day he dies, he's he's one of the most relevant the, hip hop icons. D. Yeah. Like, and and I think that's where Freddie's at. Mm -hmm. Because Snoop. Snoop's like a funny guy. Yeah. Like he he's more so he he don't do the hardcore gangster act no more. Nah. He 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 got he just hitting you with jokes. Yeah. Unless he's, he's unless he's goosey. on Twitter and you can see under his nostrils. <laughs> that's when he gets taps into his most gangster. When he turns uh. the phone on, he's like, listen here, Karen. <laughs> that's just like, oh shit. Snoop is a gangster mode now. <laughs> I can see his boogers. <laughs> he got he got his whole hair wrapped. The whole hair wrapped. Like, that's when that's when the gangster Snoop comes out now. But other than that, like you said, like, he's transitioned. He transitioned, and but he, his persona. And here's the thing: his persona allows him to keep making music and different types of music yeah. throughout his age. Yeah. So I think that's what Freddie is. I mean, if he's smart, he that's what mm -hmm. he figure out he has to do, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's going to eventually propel him. Or at least give them that sustainability. Yeah. I mean, just real quick, we see somebody else transitioning. Uh, I don't know if you see him with the whole shit with Blueface. Uh, what happened? Uh, well, uh, he had that chick, Christine Chris, Chris, oh. Rock. Krayshawn Rock. I think yeah. it's Krayshawn Rock. She broke into his house and then she got, and then yeah. wrote her name and she wrote blood. her name in blood all over his mirrors and stuff. And then she ended up going across the country trying to deliver some weed somewhere and got arrested. Yeah. Kinda. 
Um, and then he you know he came on Instagram and was like, This bitch crazy. He said all this kind of stuff. But now they're out together. Like they've been caught, they've been smooching together and they're 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 hugged up and she's doing interviews and um uh, talking about how much she loves Blueface and stuff yeah. like that. And I think Blueface saw he was been the most relevant the past couple of weeks with this Cray Sean Rock situation. Yeah. More than his music, more than Blue Girls Club, more than all that kind of stuff he's been doing. This has been the most relevant. So I think he's, which is sad because that girl really thinks he loves her. And I think yeah. <laughs> I think he's like. That girl has, she has a real, she needs some help. A little she bit. Has, she, she needs a little, a little help. She I saw her at that Calabasas party I went to oh, for she Juneteenth. Oh, she was there. Blueface was there. And she was there. And this is before I knew who she was. I, I didn't know anything about her. Yeah. I was just like, who is this chick with no tooth running around? Looking crazy, right? <laughs> why he leave her with no tooth for so long? She, no, she was getting, yeah, she's been getting in fights, but it's like that tr- that stray hand effect. Like, you know, a stray hand's gap. Why would he fix it when it's become a trademark? I think she's trying to trademark that gap. Nah, that's a whole tooth gone. That's not a gap. That's a whole, whole tooth, tooth gone. gone. Baby girl, put it back. <laughs> put it back. Put it back. Put it back. But I think he, I think he's, he, he's transitioning. Like, he's realizing, like, the music ain't really hitting. No. The OnlyFans, he's doing the OnlyFans thing, but it's like now let me transition into being this person mm-hmm. that's in the tabloids and let me yeah. stay relevant through the like Machine Gun Kelly has done that. Yeah. Like there's certain rap artists who get with certain girls and they do certain things to keep themselves relevant. Riff Raff was the best at it. Right? But I would say Tiptoeing on my Jordans is way Tip better than anything Blueface has ever made in his life. <laughs> hey. It was a battle, Riff Raff for Wash Blueface. I still bumped. T- I still bumped that oh, song. Dude, that's, I don't even that's have the code. Jays, but just if you have any type of clean shoes, Tiptoeing in my Jordans, just gotta post Tiptoeing in my foul wit. Right, you sleeping on me, falling. From G's to Gents, classic. <laughs> From G's to Gents, <laughs> fucking classic. Come on, blue face, baby. But yeah, I just brought that up just, just just to show a comparison to somebody else in the hip hop space trying to transition. Yeah, and that's gonna burn into flames. I feel. Yeah, because she's really gonna fall in love with this dude, blue face. I think it's gonna burn in the flames. Tragedy though, because that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. This it's gonna be tragic because for her to do all that, but she wrote her name in blood. Yeah, that's that's that. After you need breaking help. into my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, don't come back. <laughs> never, 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 never. Get away. Never. But he embraced her when he realized, oh, TMZ calling me. They ain't never called me for shit. That's the... Uh, so. That's uh, <laughs> kind of sad. Some things for clout is just... Oof. Yeah, man. It's the world we live in today. Real quick, talking about the world we live in today, man. You know, gas prices going up. Stupid, right? Yes. Stupid. But it seems that some executives are thinking they're using that to their advantage. What you mean? I don't know if you heard about this, but the Applebee's executive, he actually sent out a memo to like all the regional managers or mm-hmm. all the managers and Michael Scott to the world uh, <laughs> <laughs> and told him that because gas prices were going up, mm-hmm. uh, people were no longer going to be able to hold out from going to work. And okay. they was going to have to come back to work, you know, in order to help them out. Mm-hmm. And because of that surge, they were going to be able to effectively pay them less money. 
That's the stupidest shit I've heard. Well, his, re- <laughs> his reasoning was because they've been forced to have competitive wages, you know, because mm-hmm. last year the great the great recession or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. everyone's quitting their jobs and shit. Yeah. And so I guess companies been mad that they have to compete to pay wages. Yeah. But now since gas prices are going up, he's like, we no longer have to compete to pay wages. We can actually pay them less money when they since they have to live paycheck to paycheck. And let motherfuckers not be able to afford to go to work? Yeah. I exactly. <laughs> I can't pay for the gas to get to work now. Exactly. Because you want to pay less than what you said three months ago. But here's here's why I think that shit sounds stupid. The people who are complaining about gas, at least from my timeline, mm. are people who are working. That <laughs> the people who aren't working, they are very comfortable at home, <laughs> <laughs> not doing much of nothing. I don't. The people that I know of who not working, yeah. I don't see no complaints about gas prices. No, because they in the house. The people Kate. who are complaining about the gas prices are we out here in these streets working. And so you're going to take the only people out here working and make them make less money? Yeah. And Applebee's like, y'all been last place when it comes <laughs> to restaurants. Y'all need to, y'all need to incentivize more people to come work for y'all. Nicer people. Because I've had some bad experiences at Applebee's. Applebee's don't even have any hits. At least Chili's had that. Right. Uh, that I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, sugar, baby, baby back, back with barbecue and, sauce. And Chili's Happy Menu was killing. Yeah, Applebee's. Yeah. Applebee's is all around garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. From Applebee's, my experience, Applebee's is like a, a remedial Chili's. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like a diet Chili's. Like if your budget need a budget, you going to Applebee's. <laughs> I, for what I see, Applebee's is good for the drinks. Like, I hear a lot of girls go to Applebee's for the drinks. They pregame over there before they go to the club or whatever. Those shits look like water. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But it, that's that's why. Because it's cheap, too. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, $3 for seven mimosas? It's like, yeah, because it's water well, it's with water. flavoring in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can make you some Kool-Aid with some vodka in it if, you, <laughs> if, you, if that's your taste. <laughs> I think that's very misguided way of thinking. Like, I'm, let's lower our wages because gas prices are higher. Therefore, people have to work. Yeah. So let's lower the wages. Yeah, that's stupid. stupid. Yeah, but when it comes to corporations, are other companies thinking like that? Like, Probably. oh, times are about to get hard right now. Yeah. Like, times are about to get hard right now. Yeah. And maybe... We can force them to do mandatory overtime. <laughs> that was a thing. That was a thing of 2020. Yeah. So that, that, that definitely was a thing. Like forcing people to do mandatory, mandatory overtime. overtime. I know I did that shit a lot during the pandemic. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to lose your job during when times are tough? Are, are you going to? But that's cool. Mandatory overtime is cool for me. That means I'm using less gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm here for a lot longer means when I actually get off work, I'm going to be too tired to drive anywhere else. And, but they able to get more of their profits. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and they don't, like, honestly, who got any of that COVID money that was working during COVID? I would, no, nobody. And they were supposed to pay us more. <laughs> Nobody's got COVID right. money. So what did the state do with that COVID money if, if none of the jobs paid us the $19 an hour? The twenty dollars an hour during COVID while we was working, that they were supposed to, because I know you didn't get your increase. I no one I know that was working during that time got their increase. They gave me a dollar increase about for when the COVID initially started. Yeah, 
And then they were saying they're gonna give us like an extra couple of dollars, but that, that shit never really happened. But they all got their money up front. All, yeah, yeah. To just give it to us. Yeah. Nah, like you know, corrupt. This is this is America, baby. Oh, man, <laughs> IRS money Look will go out in pockets, us. and then they will just disappear. It just it just go away. Like, Where'd that go? But let me make some money off the books. They gonna kick down my door. They be like, you owe us a hundred dollars. <laughs> I like, but fixing my door is five hundred. <laughs> that part. <laughs> uh, let's transition. Um, I wanted to talk about this about music. So I just this just makes me sad. Hit me with it. This makes me sad. Hit me with it. So let me just look in the camera real quick and tell Doja Cat, look, baby, I have a girl, but she'll welcome you in the house too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I know you want to quit music, but we need you out here for just aesthetic purposes only. But I do like <laughs> your music as well. Like, I dig the music. We can't have you quit so early. Yes. Doja Cat. I know these people out here, the fans, they act like they they, they fickle. You know what I mean? Apparently, she was in Paraguay. Yeah. Uh, I said that yeah. right? Paraguay? Yeah. Okay. She was in Paraguay performing, or she was supposed to perform, and the show got canceled. Yeah. And so the fans in Paraguay started reaching out to her on Twitter saying, like, what happened? How come you haven't said anything about this? Because I guess the fans expected her to go on Twitter and say, sorry, fans. Yeah. I'm not performing at Paraguay. Free sell tickets. I'll be back in six months mm-hmm. when I do this tour again. Mm-hmm. To, you know, something like that. But she didn't. And through that exchange, she got really uh, frustrated and took to Twitter and just said, I quit. I quit music. I quit this whole mm-hmm. industry. It's not for me. And again... Just come on over to Earl's house, Earl Peter's house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll make a nice candlelight dinner. Be me, you, my girl, because I can't exclude my girl. Maybe <laughs> us three. And I will show you, you know, the good fans are out here. That part. There's good fans that really appreciate all your assets and everything you bring to the table. <laughs> and good fans out here appreciate your music. I've I've done I've done some naughty things to your music on accident, because shit just comes on the radio, because it's a bop. But what I'm saying is, you can't have Doja quit. <laughs> How do you feel about Doja quitting? <laughs> Are you sad? Like, I'm sad? I'm very sad. Yeah, you no, sad, right? No, no. You know what? You know what? When that happened, you know what it made me think of? You ever watched Dave? Yeah, the show Dave. Yeah, yeah season yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Do you remember her episode? How she... I've, it was I never like, finished season two. Oh, okay. I definitely finished season one with the whole sex story, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But season two, I didn't get. I didn't See, finish. Season two, it has this one episode where it's like Dave's trying to find like romantic relationship because you know his girl's gone mm-hmm. and he's trying to hook up with someone on Tinder. Okay. And Doja, she's actually trying to hook up with someone on Tinder mm-hmm. or, as well. It ends up being Dave that they're linking. Oh shit! But because. Okay. Of her wild schedule mm-hmm. of being an artist, having to perform, having to do photo shoots, having to do music video, you know, her own choreo, you mm-hmm. know, and all that jazz, she was never able to meet up with him. Mm-hmm. And then when she finally had time, Dave thought she counseled on him yeah. because he wasn't able to get in contact with her all day. And it shows a split screen of Dave's life and her life. Mm-hmm. So when it was saying, like, like she probably like having this whole breakdown and whatnot, it makes mm-hmm. me think, like, Maybe she again don't have all the things in her life that she necessarily needs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like Doja's been on fire for what, like six years straight now? She's been yeah. Like five, a bop six years. Like yeah. a bop almost every year, every yeah. summer down yeah. there. And and the consistency is great, but if you're constantly on this sped up 
you know, scheduling mm-hmm. and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you're touring here, doing video, you got to burn out. Yeah. And if you've seen her lives, like, before, leading up to that, mm-hmm. they were kind of getting a little more erratic. Mm-hmm. Like, the way she, because she was painting on her face and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she did one painting drawing on her face. Like, she put all the makeup on her face. And then people was like, oh, Doja, you're so funny. I was like, I think Doja <laughs> is having an episode. Oh, okay. That's what, at least for me, yeah. that's, that's what it was looking like. And then we get the Paraguay. Yeah. And she and she also said in the midst of all the tweets she was saying that she you know this music shit is not for her. So like seriously speaking, you know I I, I do believe there might be some validity to that. Like validity, there you go, saying the word the right way. Uh, because I truly believe a lot of people who want this music shit don't know what they want. Like they don't know what they're in for. Yeah. Because when they get when they actually get when they actually break that door down and become a superstar or pop star or whatever, like. Your life is no longer yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? That part. You are for the people. That part. If you want to continue to be successful. Privacy gone. Privacy gone. Time is gone. Your time. Like that that episode of Dave I didn't watch, but I'm mm. pretty sure it was a a clear um showing of actually how our life really is. Like I'm getting I'm going here to do an interview, then I'm going here to do another interview, then I'm going here to do a photo shoot, then I'm going mm-hmm. here to do a music video, mm-hmm. and then I'm it's just not even noon yet. And how can you make <laughs> you know? genuine connection like that? How can you make genuine connections? How can you even stay connected with the people you are genuinely connected to? Family, friends, boyfriends or whatever. Like how can you stay and keep that connection? And then when you're constantly getting beaten down or feel like you're getting yeah. beaten down, by the people who say that they're fans, who the are media to, and the media, and the media, who are constantly beating you down, like I know it's it could be a lot. That's why I say, come over to my house, Doja Cat. That part I'll make it. I have two cats too. You know what I'm saying? I do Doja Cat, Look, two cats. Sweetie needs a friend as well. You guys had a bop together, so <laughs> why don't you both come through? You both got done wrong. <laughs> Now, Scott trying to, try to parlay a double date right here. A triple date because <laughs> your girlfriend has to be there. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. that's y'all thing. <laughs> Sweetie. Hi. I've been divorced. I think I can help. <laughs> <laughs> I also think a lot of it has to do with like whatever diet Doja Cat's on that made her lose her thickness. That might be affecting that's her. That's another thing. Her affecting her like her moods and her, you know what I'm saying? Like... When you're happy and you're eating and that you're part. doing the stuff that you want to do, like I think she stick to a strict regimen that's got her body like the way it is, but that could affect the mood and all that type of shit. Nah, I think she she might have an eating disorder because she did get because Doja, I like Mumu. Oh I like, yes, bitch, I'm a cow yes. Doja cat. Yes. That's my favorite yes. version. I liked when she Not turned around the stage and the ass that. was following. Like, oh yeah, it's no longer there no more. But the new one, yeah. Not, 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 not judging the body. No, or we're none just of talking that. about. But the the transformation, the queen, Doja Cat. The queen <laughs> did have such a sudden transformation. So I think there's a lot, and I think it, that's probably because a lot of the people in the in the the label or people around her was like, "Hey, if you want to really take yourself to the top, you know, get your body right and you know get look aesthetically more pleasing." Even though I yeah. like the old older Doja Cat. Um, and that's just a, it's a big toll on somebody, man. It's, you, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. You know, someone who who was told something like that, Amy Schumer used to have to go through stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, movie movie companies, like like the little when she was on her little tirade starring in movies and what whatnot, they used to put that on her contract. She had to weigh a certain amount or 
They were was get, she listening? They were they were getting her like uh, trainers. I know, right? No, <laughs> no. I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out what, what was what was, the, was she listening? Like <laughs> no, but she was trying. Okay. But uh, apparently, this also came out as well, and it's just making me think about the whole mental health thing going on. I what's it called when you pull your hair out when you can't help but pull your hair out? What is that called? I was... White hands. <laughs> what is that? First called? of all, my hands are not white. <laughs> he's been waiting to say that. There's been a couple of times I said white hands, and he's like, I know, I know. He, he takes a second, like, hands they white. Um, <laughs> so the the disorder is called hair pulling disorder. No, I'm just kidding. It's called. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, so it's a uh, it's a long word. I'm gonna look up the pronunciation in a second. Okay, okay, but it's just a disorder where you just pull your hair up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's a type of stress disorder, no? You know what? I did the, what? Does she have that? Yeah, and like that's a fact. She or Amy, she said Amy, she had that. No, no, she's kind of like she showed herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kind of bald up here. Oh, she can't stop. Oh damn! It's called trichotillomania. 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 Somebody put that in a bar. Trichotillomania. I talk. Oh wait, oh, no, I'm about to go. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Sorry, I had something in my throat. My voice changed. <laughs> That's it. That damn, I didn't know she was dealing with that. Yeah. So, but maybe she's just. Nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do. It. I'm just saying. Maybe she's stressing over all these jokes she's stolen, do it. and she's hoping that she don't get caught. So she's just like stressing. <laughs> 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 if they watch this last special, they gonna really know it's Patrice. They know it's Patrice O'Neal. <laughs> 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 right, stop telling the jokes. But that, that, again, that's that goes to like a lot of pressure put on you. Exactly. A lot of eyes are on you, and a lot of things being asked of you, and then you never know how you are going to react or how your body will react. That part. So that yeah. Doja Cat could be dealing with the same type of stress, which I think she is. It's very apparent she is. She's not the first time she said she's done with music. I think she said it like last yeah. year at some point that she was done with music. And so she, it, it keeps being a recurring thing that she's saying. So obviously, like, the fans and the shit's getting to her. But Doja, we need you, girl. We need you, girl. To bring Sweetie with you when you go to <laughs> Earl's house for the date. Remember us. Sweetie. Move. Oh, I mean Doja. Yeah, what to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got on the docket? Man, you know, I think I'm all... Oh, no. You know what? What you call it? Amazon Gaming. Okay, let's get into some gaming real quick. Let's get quick. into some gaming real quick, real quick, real quick. So Amazon uh, Gaming exact recently stepped down because he said he needed to work on his family time or he wants to spend more time with his family. Okay. But that only comes in light of he's been costing the company money since it started. <laughs> so <laughs> so since, this is either like you quit or you getting fired. I, I okay. think it's more so that they've had like four games never released to oh, that kind of tank. And they've been spending about five hundred million a year since what twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen or gaming for nothing to come out. For well, they did have uh, what's the new Amazon game that's free world that everyone's going crazy about? Oh, New World, yeah. So it's a free world game. It's a free world game, but 
I, I haven't played it, but you from what I hear, it's like amazing open world mm-hmm. and all that. That's the biggest thing that's really launching him. Okay. But he's not really the one who came up with that, mm-hmm. nor was he the one that kind of spearheaded it mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of sources said he never took anybody's advice. And first of all, this guy never made a game before, so he <laughs> totally didn't know what he was doing. Okay. And he never took any advice, so uh, family time it is. Which we all know is, like you said, is just bullshit because we just got off a pandemic. Nobody trying to spend time with their family no more. More time. You saw Tom Brady. He <laughs> tired for like seven minutes. It was like, I'm over this shit. Oh, shit. Y'all ain't 18 yet? <laughs> y'all still live here? <laughs> but I didn't... I See, I haven't even got into Amazon gaming or I didn't know they were even doing anything big in the gaming space. Like I don't want them to succeed because they're too powerful. Too powerful. Once Amazon like, yeah. corners gaming... Which they, they they won't, but if they could get, become an actual legitimate player yeah. in the gaming space, yeah, then yeah, they're that's just you're way too powerful. Bro. Don't play <laughs> Amazon games. Yep. They don't need any more. They don't need any more. We already watch. We already going to them for the music. Some of us and the videos, and then deliveries and food. I I don't even work for Amazon, but my company technically works for Amazon. <laughs> That's crazy. All I drop off is Amazon. I'm dropping off Amazon packages, really. <laughs> but you, but your check don't say Amazon. It's a different company. Somebody owe me some benefits. Damn. See, Amazon's way too powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought about. I just thought about something. Amazon really cheated everybody out of benefits. How so? Because the way that they set it up, everyone's a third-party worker of Amazon. So Amazon doesn't have to pay you anything. Unless you actually work at their facility. At, and they With really delivery don't... drivers. They really don't hire... The, yeah. You don't really... As a delivery driver, even if your truck says Amazon, you don't work for Amazon. Yeah. You work for something called like top-tier line or... That's how they... That's how they get release all liability for if something all, happens. If all, you get into an accident while delivering the package. Because if, if my company's not treating me right, I can't really technically I can't sue Amazon. Yeah, you gotta sue whatever other company. Yeah. And then they're gonna try to talk to Amazon. Like that's yeah. That no, nigga relinquished reliability. Back, yeah. I that's that's the kind of great business model, but fuck Amazon. Stop <laughs> buying from Amazon. No. <laughs> Also, something not to buy real quick. So I don't know if you saw 7-Eleven. Uh, they released a body scrub for women. Can I get it with my it's EBT? A, it's a coffee scrub <laughs> for women. And let me let you know right now. <laughs> There's women out here scrubbing their bodies with 7-Eleven coffee scrub. That's some cheap pussy. That vagina for the game. That cat out there in the streets. That like, pussy smell like <laughs> black ice <laughs> and regret. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 7-Eleven doing that is just a, a ploy to get their name in the news because like who's really asked for a body scrub from 7-Eleven? I don't think not anybody's asked for a body scrub. But... That's uh, on your I, face. I started thinking. That's a lot of people that sleep outside of 7 Eleven. I'm just <laughs> saying. They could know something about their market. You know, you might be right. Now they, that you say that, let's peel back the layers a little bit. Like, if I work at 7 Eleven, I'd rather you be homeless and come in smelling great. Yes. And we can offer that for you than you coming in smelling like sewer water. I'll let you, I'll, I'll literally let you steal them. I'm like, look. <laughs> No cameras on this aisle. 
<laughs> we got four different types of scrubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here. <laughs> Take care of yourself. I'm just going to turn my back. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to put that little fact out there. You better look out at 7 Eleven for a body scrub. And anybody who tries it, give me a review. Give me, yeah. Give us a review over at All Black. I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. But, I, <laughs> but I'll, I'll definitely want to hear back from people's feedback. But you know what? It, it depends on how many. Uh, 7-Eleven credit points I get if it could tally up to my next Swisher. That's <laughs> <laughs> We ain't doing Swishers out here. Dutch. 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 Well, the last thing I want to talk about real quick, Hit I don't know if you've it. seen Bel Air. Have you seen Bel Air at all? I, I, I haven't seen it. Okay, haven't so I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts. Right, I'm going to try to avoid that for anybody. Mm-hmm. But anybody out there who's talking... Mad shit on Bel Air, or that's another remake. And I, I'm usually one of those people who be doing that. Like, I hate remakes. Yo, got another remake. <laughs> but this show right here, yes, yeah, it's a good show. It's, if you if you watch the show and you take back, if you just release the old show, like don't go into this show saying, "Oh my God, this is what Uncle Phil's supposed to look like." This okay. is what Al okay. is supposed to be doing. Okay, if you just. It's just the name of the characters are familiar and the setting's familiar. But it's everything show. else is different. And and, it, and it's, it really gives... I mean, of course, they, they give you some um, Easter eggs to the old episode, or the okay. old show. And they, they, they there is some things that, you know, they, they run parallel to the old show. But <laughs> they haven't done that yet. Okay. I'm waiting for that. Okay. I'm waiting for I'll that. I'll be too. <laughs> but there's certain things that's happened like... It's not a spoiler, but remember that remember the, the old episode when Will decided to flip his jacket inside oh, out. Yeah. You know, I was waiting for that in the new like the new season. I'm like, okay, when's he gonna do it? Because he was wearing it the right side up. And then something happens. I'm like, he's about to flip his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he took it off and flipped it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, it's fucking Bel Air, baby. So um, I I suggest anybody who has Peacock. It's not an ad. They're not paying us, but anybody who has Peacock, go check out Bel Air, especially if you're a Fresh Prince fan. Yeah. So you can kind of like catch the Easter eggs, but also just appreciate. I mean, I mean, Will Smith's behind it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so yeah. I that made me want to watch it. It wasn't like uh, some like Lifetime got a hold of it. Yeah, decided to make the shit. Like Will Smith was behind it. Yeah, and he they put a lot of time and effort. You could tell behind the development of the story. So how is it uh, for this new era uh, or this younger generation? Is it? Like, I think they're going to, I think the younger generation is going to enjoy it. Cause I, I truly believe a lot of the younger generation, you mean younger, you're talking about like teenagers. You right? know, yeah. So how is it like, cause when we was watching Fresh Prince, it was incorporating a lot of the issues going on during our time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how is this new Bel Air being more reflective to the, the youth? It's, it's, essentially it's, it's it was ours. pretty much the, the same thing. It's just different takes on certain situations. Okay. But also it's just more layered. It's a drama series. You know okay. what I mean? So, they can dive, you know, Fresh Prince was a, a comedy. Was, was a comedy sitcom that every episode stood alone. There was mm. a, there was storylines throughout it, but every set episode there was, there was a different story arc. Yeah. Whereas this one is a continuous thing, you okay. know what I mean? You three episodes wrapping up a certain storyline behind something. So okay. like it's much more in depth. I think there's some things are more accurate like, you know, how would you think Carlton I'm not going to give no spoilers, but let me just ask you. Yeah. How would you think Carlton would be if he's the only black dude at a school? He's rich. Yeah. His dad is very powerful. Yeah. How do you think he would act? Would he would he be so cool and Nah, he'd have been arrogant. He'd right? be an arrogant asshole, kicking with all the white boys. Yeah. Letting him say the nigga and shit. 
You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, they got. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I hate those. <laughs> so what I'm saying oh. is, people were like, "Oh, Carlton never did that before." But this is this is this That's is a, more of a sellout card than the other Carlton. But we also also remember the first season. Carlton was a little uppity. He was same with Uncle Phil, and I think I'm interested interested to see what they do with seasons from now because. The original Fresh Prince, Will Smith changed their whole dynamic throughout yeah, the seasons. Yeah, because they really, they all were uppity. They all were uppity. They were Before uptight. Will got there. Will yeah. got there, loosened up everybody. Yeah. And they all started to find their roots, especially Aunt Viv at yeah. certain points and Uncle Phil. Wait, which Aunt points. Viv? The, the, the darker one. Okay, because I like it. Is she there? We don't, do you remember her? <laughs> she didn't do no African dance. No. No, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> she did not. So I again, anybody who's a Fresh Prince fan, I think the youth, teenagers, mm-hmm. they grew up on reruns. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, is Fresh Prince is still on air as reruns? Yeah. So a lot of these people kind of familiar with, even the youth is familiar with the original Fresh Prince. So yeah, the only thing I, the only thing, okay, hit us with it. The only thing that I had to like get up and pause and walk out the room real quick because I was like, what the fuck? It's only spoiler I'll give you. And they, they introduce it early. So, so yeah. the first episode, they introduce it. But Lisa is Carlton's ex. But Carlton never had a chance to Lisa. Not only that, Will would never wife up Carlton's ex. There was an episode. There was one episode. Oh, I recall. Okay. <laughs> there was one episode where Will, they did it to each like, other. Hold on. Wait. They did it to each other. Yeah. But why, and wifing up. Well, for Carlton's ex, like, I don't know. It's just, I was like, that don't even, that don't, why do you do that? But I like it too. I, I got over it. And okay. now I, I kind of like Lisa's character and what they're doing with her. So again, man, go out there and watch Bel Air. Okay. You know what I mean? Anybody who's a Fresh Prince fan, watch that shit just so I can have somebody else to talk to it about. <laughs> if anything, I want to talk to somebody about it. I got, I got you. I got you next episode. Right, I got cool, you next episode. Cool, cool. Cool. All right, man. Well, that's well, all I had on the docket. Well, anything sweet you want to say to people before we bounce out? Uh, man, just go follow me on all social medias. E-A-R-L-P-H-E-U-S. Rofius. On all social media platforms. Uh, follow my tattoo journey. This will get done as soon as I'm not scared to pass out again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm giving it a couple more. My, my birthday month is in April. So, my goal is to get this done by, by, by uh, my birthday. Uh, so, just follow that journey as well. About you, uh, real quick, be sure to check out the Alt Black Pod on IG, Alt Black Pod on Twitter, and be sure to catch all episodes on YouTube right now. Alt Black Podcast. If you can't watch it, we have it available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Anchor. That's the new one, and it's still on SoundCloud, baby. Ooh. Mm. And be sure to check me out, Tony Asari, S-A-R, on the socials. That part. That part. And as always, stay tuned, stay glued. Smoke a Dutch and read a book. Bowie.